it's time to spend a few moments in the Goldman State. Fun-based journalism with zero carbs, calories, or social significance. I'm your host, Ed Goldman. You've been warned. The auto industry is abuzz, bereft, and altogether bummed to learn that people are keeping their cars longer because of economic anxiety. Drivers figure they still have a few more years to pilot their Priuses into utility poles and over parking logs, merge into fast lanes while doing 45 miles per hour, and signal to make turns after the light has changed. I love Prius drivers. But what manufacturers are whining about is a relatively minor disruption. Owners are hanging on to their cars for an average of only three years or so. Okay, to use some vehicular vernacular, this is not a big honkin' deal. Now, if I were included in the equation, the algorithmic curve would look more like the EEG readout of someone in the throes of morphing into monsters like Mr. Hyde, the Wolfman, or a whole-life insurance salesman. I've owned my car since 2002 and have zero plans to buy a new one anytime soon. And it's not that my car is in anything near cherry condition. It has a couple of dents on the passenger side that are barely visible if you quickly turn away and close your eyes. The steering wheel cover looks like a doily that enraged a cat once too often. The familiar Mercedes logo on the back of the car was savaged in a very inept thief's attempt to liberate the contents of my trunk and now resembles the International Olympics logo less than a Venn diagram someone drew while drunk. In addition, my cup holders were vandalized some years ago, leaving them look like remnants of a final cocktail party in Pompeii. But I love it. Unlike today's SUVs, which sit high on the road, feature TV monitors, and still can't be parallel parked on a one-way street by at least 70% of the population, the undercarriage of my car scrapes almost every driveway entrance in well-to-do neighborhoods, occasionally causing sparks, which I personally find festive. I manually operate the car's side-view mirror, controlled by a mini-motor it would cost me more than $400 to replace at the dealership. Therefore, I firmly believe the exercise is helping train one of my thumbs to be more dexterous when texting. One of my rear windows seems delighted to slide down at the slightest touch of a button, but somewhat resistant to doing a return ascent until I slide out of the car onto the gravel. Yeah, it's built low to the ground. And I slide a spatula covered in half-chewed trident sugarless gum down the window shaft. With just a few tortured yanks and silent prayers, the window magically kathunks its way back into position, and I've saved $400. Here's one advantage of driving the same car for 21 years. Now, I have the automotive know-how of an alpaca, but I know my car. When an upselling mechanic tells me my brakes are about to go and need new shoes, socks, and garter belts, I usually know better because I've driven the car when the brakes were low and can feel the difference. Finally, I have to say that cars today are built much better than they were 30 years ago, with the exception of the ones subjected to those pesky recalls when their tires blow out on speed bumps and the safety bags burst into flames when that little ball you leave dangling from your garage roof to help you park taps your windshield. In summary, keeping your car a few extra years can make financial and emotional sense. Please don't use your savings to buy a whole life insurance policy. My online column, The Goldman State, is posted every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you want to subscribe or learn more about me, though God only knows why, please head to goldmanstate.com. And join us again for this companion podcast right here or wherever on earth you get your podcasts. Until then, 
On behalf of We 4 Million and One Podcasters, I'm Ed Goldman, and this is The Goldman State. <laughs>